Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everyone and welcome to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm your host Joe River, joined today by two weary but um, but happy gentlemen, Paul Gorst, how are you? Yeah, that's a good way of summing it up. Very tired, but uh, happy to come on and talk through events at Wembley yesterday because it was a, a great day had by all and uh, we'll it's, get involved. 2.30am we got back last night Ian Doyle um, but but it was worth it wasn't it? It was I mean I got back at one forty, obviously because oh, I yeah. lived nearer yeah. although to be fair I did do all the driving so there is that. Yeah, but, tell us uh, tell us your fact about service stations that you, you were so keen to get. I wasn't, I wasn't so keen. I've just noticed that over my years of travelling around is that... Oh, so it's you... not, a, not a fact. It's just... No, something, I don't, well, it's it's something, just oh, okay. If somebody wants to point this out, uh, services, if there's a KFC that tends to be a Burger King there, but there's never a McDonald's there as well, it tends to be either a McDonald's or Burger King and KFC. There's some facts. Check it out now, folks. You, you learn something new every you day do. on the Blood Red podcast, yeah. and, and and that's one of them. Best services, obviously, T-Bay. Yeah. If anyone wants to argue with that, come and come at me in the comments. You're wrong. And, um, yeah. that's, that's, something and we, we, that's something that we all agree on, isn't yeah. it? T-Bay yeah. is the best services. T-Bay is yeah. the best services. That's the end of it. Um, but the start <laughs> of it is, I've waited a long time to do this. Paul Gorse today went and got me three cold cans of Carabao, and we are going to open them. And toast this victory. Are we doing that now? We're on the hunt. We're kind of on the show. We are. Hold it near the microphone so that people listening who aren't watching this on. Oh, hang on. I've done it now. You've gone. That was the sound for for the listeners um, because we do have people watching. I was opening three mixed berry cans of Carabao. What a way to taste. The toast. To taste. To taste. taste. That works as well. The lovely drop of Carabao. Yeah. But was so it yeah, pretty advertising for the uh, for the for the energy drink? But I don't care. Well, it, it's, it's not really, is it? Because you tried, you tried to do this last week and they yeah. sent us nothing, and so you had to go out and so buy. I it. my own, but that's yeah. my commitment to the Carabao cause. So hopefully they'll see this. What flavour is it? Mixed berry. Mixed berry, yeah. yeah. Not coconut. Yeah, um, mixed berries, excellent. Sixty-three calories a can. Everyone's a winner. So there you go. Um, <laughs> that's it. But, um, I wanted to talk, talk about it. I wanted to just stone cold Steve Austin this podcast with two cans of Carabao on the table. Uh, and then that'll well, be the end of it. They even just but, let um, you know at the bottom just to, to sponsor the yeah, they do, Brilliant. They do. Oh. Um, right, well, um, if you're watching on YouTube or, or on Facebook, uh, send in a question. I'm going to keep an eye on the questions on YouTube and um, our producer, Ian, will keep an eye on Facebook. So, I'm, I'm actually Facebook. delighted for now that we're talking. This is a podcast about Liverpool being the Carabao Cup winners. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a vindication for me and you because me and you have, yeah, have talked yeah. up the Carabao Cup in, in the dark and lonely months of the autumn and the winter when... It's third round, fourth round, and 
best co- composition in yeah, world you, football. You, me and Doyle going to Bournemouth and facing the elements, yes. of the uh, the storms and. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> it's a proud day. This, to be yeah, fair, it's yeah. a proud day. All I've said all along is, <laughs> we go. it's it's so much fun. It is such such a fun competition. No cliches, just Carabao and Grip Cups. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and, and that could be like a little yeah. like uh, no cliches, yeah, like just Carabao. No cliches, just Carabao. So yeah, so it it, it it's it's great fun. And who can who can argue with me anymore? It, you know, I'm right, and that's the end of it. TV services and the Carabao, come at me in the comments. Um, because, can I just because come I'm... at you now and just say yeah. the FA Cup is still better than the League no, Cup? It's not, it's it not. is. How can you say that? Well, I'll, I'll take that off you. Yeah. Right, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Um, I'll, we've already got I'll give you this if you get through that. Sensible report. I'll get through that, no problem. I won't sleep for the next week. But, um, but who needs <laughs> sleep? Never, never, never <laughs> yeah. slept last night, either. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've got any questions... Drop them in the comments. Um, we'll try and get round to them. Um, please give us a like, subscribe if you're listening on on uh, on a podcast. Um, press the bell. Press the bell. Mm. Press the bell to subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast, give us a review. Um, give us some star ratings. I'm not going to tell you to give us five, but that would be nice. Um, give us ten league cups out of ten um, if you can do. But yeah. Um, Give us a rating. We we um we really love your support and thank you thank you so much wherever you are in the world. Let's just remind the, the Australians that we love them. Let's remind remind the Irish people that we love them as well. Um, I don't care where you are. We love you for listening. So thank you so much. Um, let's start with Paul Jurgen Klopp is a good manager. Yes, yeah, one of the best, one of the absolute best. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> it's um I think we spoke about it on Friday. Didn't we? The Klopp is he's not a manager who's who's Coaching for his legacy anymore. It's the final months of his Liverpool tenure that's already been proven and established, and one of the greatest of all time at Liverpool. So he's he's playing just to kind of add to what he's already done in terms of when you know one day when he's when he's a pundit on Sky Sports or whatever it may be, it just flashes up underneath one eight major honours with Liverpool or whatever. He's just trying to add to that now, essentially, isn't he? Because the standing can't go any higher in Liverpool supporters' eyes, I don't think. Unless he wins the wins it all and he walks away as a quadruple winner. But um yeah, I mean supporters of other clubs might scoff and, and deride it and just how oh, it was only the League Cup. It's you know, the fourth in the list of priorities and whatever else. But try telling that to anyone who was there yesterday or anyone who watched it as a Liverpool you know, with through Liverpool eyes, it was just an unbelievable day and um achieved in the a, a pretty weird and wonderful way, wasn't it? Just yeah. <laughs> unbelievable, it really was. Yeah, I mean I'm never having that, the whole, like, you know, dismiss a trophy. I mean, our producer Ian's looking directly into my eyes as I say this, but ask any club that that has gone a long time without a trophy and, you know, they, they give anything for one. We we should never take it for granted. Mm. It's incredible to go and to go and experience. And, and, and football's about the journey and the journey that, that Liverpool have been on since Klopp is, is, you know, really unrivaled, isn't it, really? Um, so, you know, those dramatic moments. That's what winning trophies is all about. So yeah, I think a I lot think of people miss that point as well, don't they? Yeah. Particularly online where it's just yeah. point score and just yeah, descends into nonsense. It's very silly. Ian Doyle, often yeah. you are um we read the Careful. comments. You read the comments, but yeah. but often you are you're our grumpy member of the panel. I think that's fair to say. That's fair I think to say it's more grumpy. fair to say realistic member of the well, panel. You like to think you're realistic, but the, 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 yeah. the lovable grump. You're, you're our lovable well, grump. Grump. But um <laughs> 
<laughs> scratch beneath the surface, and there's a there's a very passionate um, journalist and someone who's, <laughs> um, who's someone who's, who's followed <laughs> Liverpool around the country for a very 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 long time. Yes, forty years, um, forty one years, and um, yeah, you know, and, and and I think that perhaps. You, you sort of put your guard up sometimes, but sometimes you drop it. And I think last night, we, Gorsi and I noticed that you dropped it. You enjoyed that one yesterday. So this was your suggestion. Yes. So where does it rank in your top five best Liverpool moments that you were present for um, and why? In the 41 years, I would yeah. say probably third. Third yeah. behind Istanbul and beating Barcelona 4-0. Really, yeah? Yeah. And probably in that top five, you'd have beaten Chelsea 1-0 in the semi-final in 2005 and then... I'd have to think on they'll probably win the league in 2020. To be honest, to think that they'd, they'd be the five. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of actually being being proud of the players, I know it sounds a bit of a stupid thing to say, but anyone who's covered a team, no matter whether you support them or not, you end up getting to know some of the players. You know, it's a lot harder now than it was in the old days. But but with the academy players, you get to see them develop, and you see them playing the under 18s, yeah. under 21s. With the Barcelona game in 2019, the semi final, and the game. Yesterday's the most proud I felt of them, and Klopp said that afterwards, didn't yeah. he? He's like, I'm proud of this, that, and the other. And Adrian said the same thing. He's so incredibly proud, and I think Jota said exactly the same thing. Also, and that th- those two didn't play; one of them was injured. So that shows you that how together that the squad are. But yeah. also, I think you, you're kind of rooting for them, and I think if while there's let's be honest, if ever like a team like Liverpool or United or Arsenal or Man City are playing, there's never really any neutrals, if we're being honest. You're always supporting one team or the other. Yeah. But if you were a neutral, I think you kind of couldn't see that, you know, Liverpool's win was against the odds. If it can be against the odds if you're a team who are top of the Premier League by points, you know, and in the yeah. last sixteen of the Europa League, it's not as if like the paupers in that or the massive underdogs, but the situation was obviously that they ended. They started the game with eleven players unfit, senior players, seven of which would have probably started, and then within twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, sorry, another one goes, and then after an hour they have the con- you know the controversial incidents of the disallowed goal, and then before the end of the game you suddenly realise, hang on, these players are absolutely shattered and they're having to get subbed, and you're throwing on eighteen and nineteen-year-olds and. Everything was kind of set up for them to fail, and they would have had so many excuses to say, "Oh, didn't you have to give it a really good go?" And you, and you got beat. You know, yeah. it's one of those. But because they put in all that effort getting to the final, with winning those games, such as Bournemouth in the storm, and and you know they absolutely tonked West Ham, and they came through a tough one against Fulham, where they were behind. They didn't play particularly well in the first leg for the mm-hmm. first for the first hour, mm-hmm. but they managed to find a way of, of getting through that one. I think, but the first half an hour of the game against Chelsea, we were like, we couldn't believe how bad Chelsea were. Yeah. Yeah. They were poor. They were poor. They looked like a team. You said it in your day. Look like a. They look like a collection of players, and Liverpool look like an actual team. And yeah, I think that it's the way they have been all season. Yeah, isn't it? I think that's that. That was the difference for that. Towards the end of the ninety minutes, though, you saw Chelsea were able to bring in a bit more experience from the bench, and they gave it a go in that last ten minutes. And that's when Kelleher makes a great save yeah. from Gallagher. Yeah. Then there's that kind of mad scramble where he makes another save, and the rest of the defense yeah. get it clear. And then extra time. When Pochettino said this after the game, he said that his players were, looked like they were playing for penalties. There was only Liverpool that were going for it, and they had James McConnell playing, who'd only played three or four times before, and he'd only started one game. Bobby Clark came on, and he was brilliant. And anybody who's seen him play at the academy, we've said this before on on the podcast recently, wasn't it? There was one player, to, and yeah. I said Bobby yeah. Clark, and everybody else now has seen that across the world, see what a player he's going to end up being. Jaden Dance comes on. Imagine, right, Jaden Dance, right? Imagine if you're him. 
and you get told at the start of this month, February, still this month, and we've still got a few days to go in it. It says, right, Jade. It says, I know you've only just started playing for the under 21s, but you're going to get about 10 minutes in front of the cop in which you'll set up, help set up a goal. Then a couple of, a couple of days later, you're going to be playing best part of 40 minutes in a in a league cup <laughs> final fun. in which you'll make the keeper make two really good saves well at least yeah, one really yeah. good save and you'll get yourself a winner's medal yeah. you'll be like what yeah. you know but that shows you how quickly things can change in football and going back to my original point is just the pride that you felt for all of them but for all the people you know at the academy have done all the work to help these players through for the for the you know the coaching staff the first team coach and also for all the senior players who weren't playing Everybody's seeing the the clips of the celebrating after the game, or when the goal goes in. So, well, certainly see after the game, but when the goal goes in, even the injured players, what was it, Nunes and yeah. Saboslai, and you see Chris yeah. Jones, trying to get down. You see, they were just all wanted to get involved because they knew. Well, they also knew they were probably going to get a medal as well, but they knew that we associated with this. But they also knew what it meant to those players because every single one of those players has been that player. Yeah when they were coming through and they were thinking, this must be amazing for them. And the fact that they deserved it as well. And that's the other thing. It wasn't like a lucky win. I know Chelsea had the chances, and as I mentioned before, yeah. Kelleher made three or four very good saves. But and Chelsea at the post. But Liverpool were the better team, with the exception of like two 10, 15-minute spells. And as I said before, in extra time, the only one that looks like they were going to win it. And then they got the goal through Van Dijk, who I think for all of that talk of all the youngsters, I thought he was the best player on yeah. the pitch. Absolutely. The best player on the pitch yeah. defensively. And then when he was needed at the other end, you know, he scored the goal, which was disallowed. I'm sure yeah. we don't need to get into that. But then he's a cracking header for the for the goal. And and then the other one of the more experienced players who comes off the bench, Simicas, he ends he puts the cross in as well. So it was, I thought he was a, great. Became... It was a proud moment because all of them contributed. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a Liverpool successor final like that, and a, and a success where every single person involved in the club can go. But I did. I actually did a bit towards yeah. that. Yeah. They're getting so much out of the squad, aren't they? And and they have to really because of the amount of players they've got injured. Yeah. You know, it's not even not only Gravenberg now he, he was injury number twelve, but Wataru Endo walked out Wembley in a cast and, and on crutches, so he's number thirteen. And neither of them are going to be involved in on Wednesday, yeah. I'd imagine. But um, yeah, just everyone is contributing or has contributed, and and even you know you look at it now and. Uh, Simicash, perfect example. He, he came in and he was outstanding while Robertson was out injured, wasn't he? And then he gets injured himself, comes back in, really good off the bench yesterday. Gets the assist, um, keeps Madawaki quiet for for when he was involved. Them, just to a man, everyone has contributed, haven't they? And uh, I suppose the Carabao Cup campaign kind of sums up that entire season, really, doesn't it? Everyone who's been asked to step up has done exactly that. And it's, it's him. In the case of Jaden Dans in particular, uh, like Dodie says, you know, he's playing 18s football and now he's up 21s and now he's he's probably going to start Wednesday and what a rise has been for him. And um, he walked through the mix zone yesterday and he, and he walked through looking like, you know, a player who just won the League Cup with his medal around his, his neck. And then you'd ask him to stop for two minutes and all of a sudden... You can see why he's an eighteen-year-old kid, and he is literally still a boy because he, he kind of sheepishly said no, but it was like very awkward and embarrassed, and it's just like these lads are are boys, you know, still kids. James McConnell looks about fourteen in the face, <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't he? Does, he, he does look you know, young, yeah. And these lads who are going toe to toe with the squad who, who have been, you know, assembled at the cost of a billion pound, and they come out on top, and you know, everyone should just be so proud of their efforts this morning and um, really, you know, 
it speaks to Klopp's faith and trust in, in these young players. It's something that he talks about a lot and something that Pep Linders particularly talks about a lot. But it's uh, it's one thing saying it and another thing doing it, isn't it? And, and Klopp, yeah. you know, Klopp got laughed at when he did at Arsenal. It was kind of like bringing on Bobby Clark and McConnell. It was like, oh, well, he doesn't fancy a replay here. But he's got no qualms doing it there. He's, and he's got no qualms doing it in the final. Yeah. Okay, his hand was forced to an extent with the injuries, but... Um, you know, he threw them on and, and he didn't let them down, did he? I think it yeah. was a a win that wasn't just, you know, a few weeks in the making or a few this season in the making. That's the full eight and a half years of Klopp being there. Yeah. The, the influence that he's had from top to bottom on the club and, you know, the way that he has brought the kids through, the way that, you know, FSG, I'm assuming from, from his suggestion, <laughs> they moved the training ground, they put the training ground all on one yeah. base and put the under-23s mm-hmm. and now the under-21s there. So they see them all the time. And that's what was quite interesting is that, he mentioned it afterwards, didn't he? He said they knew, they, they, they knew the jobs that they had to do. It's not as if they were just throwing somebody on saying, right, go and just do... They, they knew exactly what yeah. they had to do because they've been training for that. Yeah. For not just this week, but for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, some of them all season. I mean, I know Kumas didn't get on, but he was with them in, in the summer. Quanta was there. Yeah. I mean, he came on second half an extra time and yeah. what was his first touch? He just had to do a little turn away from... Yeah, it's like, yeah, like yeah. good start. You forget about Quanta and Bradley. Yeah. You know, all the talk is on Dan's and, and McConnell and and um, Clark, and that makes it a bit more pronounced with what you're looking at in terms of, you know, a load of academy lads playing playing for you in the final. But throw in Kelleher as well, and, and maybe you can make the case for Elliot that seven or eight academy players who've come through that team and, and won the cup for Liverpool. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You look at you look at Quanta came on there at the end, and we've watched him all season, and he's he's barely put a foot, foot wrong all season, hasn't he? he? Looks a real prospect. Chelsea spent almost forty million on Disassi, mm. who um, you could call it a disaster. But um, yeah, I mean that's absolutely <laughs> of calling. I couldn't help it. But but, um, but have Rock, you, how long have you been thinking of that? Wait for that, that. That just popped into my head. Are you sure? This one, obviously, this, this is having an effect already. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, a couple of we get a few questions and we will get to injuries and lineups. Uh, David, thanks for your questions. We we will get to just no, didn't he, 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 he just say, hurry up, hurry up. Get on with it. That was yesterday. Come on, let's look forward. Steven says hello from Los Angeles. Hello. How's your American accent? Yeah. Mine? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have one. I don't know. I'm not really I'm not really one for accents. But um Top five. I wanted to carry on with the, the yeah, top sorry. five theme very quickly. Um, so, top five games that you've you've been at then? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit different to Loyley in terms of the amount of games that I've, I've been to. I never really went the match before. I was a Echo football reporter. I obviously went to certain games ad hoc, but nowhere near as many as Loyley. So, in terms of doing this job, Curtis Jones winning the derby was a big one, wasn't it? Um, that was a really fun one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aston Miller away, 2019. That was one of the ones that's seen as a big moment in the step towards that title. Obviously, lifting the, the Premier League will be number one. Um, I put yesterday number two. Um, I'm trying to think of 
I mean, the cup wins of 2022, obviously we're still basking in the glow of yesterday, but they didn't seem anywhere near as... Oh, you, um, enjoyed, you enjoyed them? Significant. You enjoyed them? Yeah. It's because yeah. it was, you know, they weren't quite as against the, you know, Liverpool were going for a quadruple, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, um, th- 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 there's personal reasons as well do you, do you, for, for some of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I always loved Boxing Day when they went to Leicester yeah. and won 4-0 and yeah. everyone was, was panicking and thinking they've just come back from the Club World Cup and they absolutely blitzed them with the, the performance of the season. Be City 3, was it 3-2 that season? 3-1, 3-2? 3-1. Um, so th- th- there's a few, but you know the the cup wins of 2022 might be doing them a little bit of a disservice, but they don't they don't jump out at me. No. I have to think about them. Then they were a little bit of yeah. an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday will be up there behind the Premier League win um, as one and two. Yeah. Yeah. I what about put, you, Joseph? I would put yesterday might be two. I'd probably put one as um, I didn't get to Istanbul. Sociology A level on the day got an A, so every cloud. But but um, what, what have you taken from that A level then? Sociology. Did what? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the first. What are you learning? But but yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. But anyway, did miss Istanbul. So Chelsea, um, 05. Yep. Um, just that was an incredible atmosphere. So I'd probably go with that number one, number two yesterday, um, number three. For some personal reasons, the the League Cup final in two thousand three, very on brand. Mm. Um, love that day. Um, my dad and my brother, so that one goes in there. Um, I probably throw in. Obviously, I was working here for Barcelona, so I wasn't there. Um, I probably throw in twenty twelve Everton, Andy Carroll. Right. Um, yeah, I, I that, 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 that was a good that one, was wasn't really it? Did you go to Dortmund at four three? No, I was sick. But yeah, yeah, it was real out through illness. Yeah, real out through illness. So very sick. Do you know what was a really good one? But but kind of retrospectively, you might not include was the three two over Man City in twenty fourteen. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We go again, game. Mm-hmm. Um, that at the time was very very good. I just remember that as the James Miller comes on at half time and absolutely destroys yeah. Liverpool game. <laughs> ten years, but, um, ten years ago, next month. But yeah, they were very good. Um, I probably. Have I, have I got five there? No, I think I've got I think four, four yeah. with, with that Man City one with an asterisk. Because Chelsea 2007, were you there for that? Yeah, I was there for that. Enjoyed that, that one. That was Dort, top then, 10. Juventus as well. Juventus would be in mm. top 10, the 2-1. Um, Inter Milan was good. Inter Milan. I mean, we could be here all day, couldn't we? But I've got four. I've got four in then. Rotating cast. Well, yesterday's result was was the point, very, yeah. That's the point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was unique, wasn't yeah, it? In terms it was of, unique. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't your big stars winning the cup final? It was. Loads of academy kit. Let, let's yeah. let's be frank about it. There have been so many Liverpool fans who couldn't pick Jaden Dan's out of a lineup last week, oh. and that and there he is, you know, cutting about the front yeah. trying to. He don't think you're going to not recognise yeah, him now. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's that that um, <laughs> graphic going round of um, Neil Dan's was was what when when Everton left. Thirteen. Yeah. 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 And that's why did you? you did, that was unnecessary. Just, yeah, it was yeah, unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. So we'll, um, they've had a small victory in themselves today. Um, but yeah, um, where we go, we're going to go through. So we were thinking thinking about what to do before this podcast because to try and uh, it was we did the post match pod yesterday. Try and differentiate you know, it from and, yeah, from other pods. And, and to be honest, it's it's a. There's so much happened in that game that I think it was quite difficult to just sort of condense it down into some coherent thoughts. So I thought we'll go through every player. We'll kind of you do the player ratings here, mm. so we we can go through each one because I think every player deserves deserves a special mention. So we'll start with Cueven Kelleher, who is to me the the 
I mean, probably after Allison, the coolest man um, on Merseyside because he just seems to be totally unflappable. Yeah, and it seems to be the more he's playing, the better he's getting. Uh, obviously, his Liverpool career has been a lot of here, there and everywhere, just a couple of games there, and then he disappears for about three months. But that was the first time he's ever played four games in a row. Really? Liverpool and, and Rhythm. Yeah, yeah, rhythm, yeah. He was yeah. very good at Brentford, I thought. And I know he was a bit... That goal against Luton, yeah, you could blame him a little bit. But at least he got his hands to it. But he was a bit unlucky with the way it deflected. But then he was very good against Chelsea. He just, no, it's like you mentioned Quantum before, which we'll get to him in a bit. But it's like you don't even think twice now about Keller being in goal and thinking, oh. And I think... If Liverpool are going to win anything else with Alisson out until, as we mentioned the other day, at the very least, earliest April, I think, it's going to be on Kelleher to play as well as he did against uh, as he did against Chelsea. Yep. Unbelievable save from Cole Palmer, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then a brilliant one from Gallagher in the second half. I thought the Gallagher at the end, particularly, mm. because, because it was so Alisson-esque, the way he got down, straight out, in his face, aggressive, and, yeah. and made that chance go away almost as soon as it appeared. So, And that... You know, when you watch that move develop, it just looked like Chelsea had acres of time yeah. and space to yeah, finish yeah. that off, and I, I thought that was very good. Yeah, unflappable is is a, is a fair way to use. You know, you see him playing the passes right and left foot, don't you? And, and what, what I found interesting yesterday was he was clearly instructed. Sometimes you see Allison playing the balls out to the fullbacks. Yeah. A lot of the time, he's just the outside of the foot one, doesn't he? But yeah. Kelleher was just going along with it, straight down the middle, and they were causing problems. Liverpool were getting in behind occasionally with, with Elliot and um, Connor Bradley. That was clearly a tactic that paid off to an extent. Yeah. Um, a little bit different to, to the way Alisson does it. But, yeah, he, he, he was brilliant. And, and like you say, though, it's just the continuity of him being in the in the team every week. He knows he's going to be playing and you build up your rhythm and momentum. And, and we've seen that with so many players in the first, sorry, outfield this season. It's clearly the same for the keepers. Yeah. So next one, Connor Bradley. I thought Connor Bradley, now considering he's really caught the eye and scored against Chelsea in the previous game, I thought what I really liked about him was the aggressiveness, yeah, but also the maturity to be moved to have to, to deal with coming into the team. He's still young, playing in a final, and have to move position after, what, half an hour. I thought he did that, and, and the same goes for Elliot. We'll come to him, and so he, he did that as well. But I thought he coped with that ever so well and just showed... Because Liverpool played so many young players. He's so young, but felt like one of the senior ones, didn't he? Well, he's got a lot of experience, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he dealt with Ben Chilwell as well. Yeah, yeah. He thought, well, being the tough man that he isn't, he uh, he needed to make a bit of a statement as Chelsea captain and decided to pick on the youngest player on Liverpool's team at the, yeah. on the pitch at the time. Not just sum up Chelsea, though. You can go down that road, I'm not. Um, but yeah, you go I, road, yeah, go down that road in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, go down it now. No, go on, get going. Just, just a lack of characters, isn't it? You know, yeah. they all walked through the mix zone, not one of them stopped and fronted up and said, you know, we we should have won or whatever. They all hoods up, heads down, walking on, and just kind of waltz through without trying, of, yeah. trying to be seen. And it's just there's just a lack of characters in that dressing room, and that is why they, they are where they are. A lot of the young players as well, but it's an incredible situation what's happening there, and I, I don't see it. Improving anytime soon. Yeah, they, 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 I thought they were embarrassing. To be honest, I thought, mm. thought if you're a Chelsea supporter, um, you would be very, very angry with the way the side played. I mean, certainly extra time. Yeah, so extra time was the one, wasn't it? Because we, when we were going into extra time, I sat there thinking Liverpool are going to do really well to hold on it because they had the young players on the pitch. Chelsea had finished the the, the ninety in a strong in a strong fashion and. 
And I thought they'll keep creating chances and eventually Kellacker can't keep making these saves. They can't keep making these blocks. Yeah. Something will tell. But what Liverpool then did was then just pin them back into the final third again and then just just basically dominated extra time. And, it, and it, just to be so weak at extra time and for Pochettino to almost admit, yeah, we we thought we might have a good chance at penalties. thinking, how, can, how could that be the mindset when you had half an hour yeah. against a team who... You know, between three players and that team had probably had about less than five appearances between them. Clark, he's had they've had a bit more. McConnell maybe a yeah. bit more, but but maybe it's certainly less than ten. That fair to say? I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So so to to go in with that mindset, I thought was awful. You know, and some of the you know Raheem Sterling. I know it's sort of a cheap thing to sort of bat on Raheem Sterling. I think he's I think he's been an exceptional player. I thought he was brilliant for Man City, but he was anonymous. And there was one bit in the in the first half when Chelsea. Gave the ball away, and uh, he was on the left hand side. He, he threw his hands up in the air and just shrugged. And you, you know, I said this on the post match pod, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but you never see that from Liverpool. You know, I can't remember the last time I saw a player at Liverpool pull a face or complain about a, a misplaced pass yeah. or, or someone being in the wrong position. People just get back and do their jobs. It's a collective willingness to carry out the plan and never ever waver from that. And I, and I think. Chelsea don't even start to do that, whereas Liverpool do it a thousand percent. Yeah, <clears throat> listening to Pep Linders on on Friday, and he's talking about the the one club mentality and the culture at the club and and all that type of stuff. And sometimes it it just sounds like it's nice sound bites and it's you know a, a bit idealistic and a bit pie in the sky. But yeah. but but th- this is what he's on about when he's talking about it: the fact that they can throw in these types of players and nothing changes. They can puff out the chest and and go and play in the same way a first teamer does and okay there's little bits where rough around the edges and you can tell they're inexperienced and haven't quite yet got the yeah. quality of the seniors but it's just it's just that ethos isn't it that, that runs throughout the club and um, couldn't be more of a contrast really between Chelsea and Liverpool for all that type of stuff and that's ultimately where, where the game was won and lost I think yeah um, I'll let you stick with, with Canate brilliant again wasn't he, uh, he he's he's developing into getting back to the levels he was at sort of two years ago where Liverpool bought him thinking he, he was one of the best young defenders in, in Europe and what is he 24 now maybe I think no his birthday's in May but um, he's he's been outstanding in the absence of Joel Matip he's really stepped up and partners Virgil van Dijk every week and okay he's kind of the little brother to van Dijk's yeah. seniority and all that type of stuff but He's excellent. You never think he's going to lose out in a, in a one-on-one duel. He's stronger than everyone. He's quicker than everyone. He's really good on the ball. A little bit underrated on the ball, I think, actually. And just developing at um, a, a great, um, you know, kind of similar. Like I say, like the way he was two years ago, he's had probably too many injury issues, hasn't he, uh, in between those periods. But for the last sort of three, four months, he's been outstanding. And next to Van Dijk, they are... Um, has he, has he got the best defensive record in, in the Premier League? I know he did a few minutes back. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he, he was superb. Yeah, can I say? He did well now to get sent off. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I thought that, that, I can see why I, he brought off. He, I think yeah, he brought cramp, it. He brought him off because, because he said, didn't didn't he at full time? We spotted him saying to him basically, Klopp, this is saying to Canati, come on, just give us a, a little bit more because he was starting to get yeah, a little yeah. bit tired. And I think that yeah, he did get subbed partly because he was tired and also because. The way that he defends, he's very much on the front foot, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's a little bit like 
going to say Lovren. Lovren was very much like that. Different yeah, types true, of players, yeah, but that's really. what Klopp wants of his defenders. So, so he's he's putting himself out there, and also with the recovery speed that he's got, he was important because it stopped Chelsea getting away too many times on the camera. I mean, they did because that's just the way that they play. Um, but you know, he managed to do that, and yeah. Couldn't really argue with his performance. It, I thought he was superb. It, it felt like he was giving Nicholas Jackson more and more yards. And he's, <laughs> I'll give you four yards next time and I'll make it up. And yeah. I'll give you five next time and I'll make that up. And um, yeah, he was he was excellent. I, I think, I thought he was really good. You gave him a seven, didn't you? And it's the one, there's probably one or two ratings that I, I sort of go, oh, well, I'll give him maybe Seven because more. he made a few fouls. Yeah, well, I think he was living a little bit close yeah. to the edge. But also as well, you... You can take him off now because you've got Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't bat an eye, do you? But, but, but I thought, you know, Liverpool, they play a very risky style, don't they? And especially against Chelsea, who clearly set up the counter-attack, used pace with Sterling, Jackson, um, and then Mudrick when he came off the bench. God, he's bad, isn't he, Mudrick? Someone messed me about Mudrick. I thought, thought he changed the game. He made, made them win. <laughs> that's a good way of saying it. But, yeah, so Chelsea play this, you know, counter-attack and, and for Liverpool they know that you've got to win those individual battles and sometimes it's going to be just a foot race between two and the amount of times Canate just got back and held someone up or just got a little toe on it or or just took it took it off them and, and brought it forward he just win, won all those individual battles and I don't there are many teams that will ask their defenders to do as much as Liverpool yeah, yeah. And, um, certainly him when he's on the right and, and yeah. Trent's playing in the yeah exactly yeah. And, and, he, and he does that ever so well if he can stay fit that's the thing about Canate if you can get a full season out of him staying fit I, you know I, I, I always find it funny everyone talks about Saliba and I think Saliba is an exceptional player but you never really hear much conversation about Canate and I think it's partly because like you said he's the little brother that Van Dijk's big but the wider football world doesn't really talk about him. Mm. And I think Liverpool have got one of the best yeah. young defenders on the planet. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's fine, yeah. Let's, but I always just think it's interesting. We know how good he is. But, yeah. Okay, um, Andy Robertson. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Mm. Oh, no, hang on, we haven't talked about Virgil van Dijk. Big Virgil. Well, I gave him 10. Give him 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. He was immense both ends of the field. And I yeah. think were Chelsea missed Thiago Silva to help cajole their younger players through, I think Liverpool benefited from van Dijk being there. Yeah. And you could kind of just tell, obviously, it's his first major final as the captain. And he didn't want to be the the one like, oh, I finally got the captain. I'm not saying he wanted a captain, but, you know, I've yeah. got the captaincy. I don't want to be the one who loses the final, yeah. especially in clubs last season. So I think he was pretty much, you know, he did everything that he could possibly could to, to get them the win. Scored a good, perfect good goal, which was disallowed. And then he actually scored an actually yeah. good goal which ended up being the winner. And even then after that, he still managed to find time to do a block with his head, didn't he, yeah. from a Chelsea shot. And they all wanted handball. That wasn't happening. But yeah, Van Dijk, you could tell all the way through. He was, he was up for this one. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Brilliant. I, I almost feel vindicated in Van Dijk this season because a lot a lot of performances last season, we were hearing about how he was nowhere near as good. And mm-hmm. people were just reaching for that easy... Injury narrative that they, was nearly... They love it, you're finished, don't they? Yeah, the media like that like, injury ah, against Everton was nearly four years ago now yeah, and people yeah. were still trying to pretend that that's the reason he, he wasn't up to his usual standards. Uh, a lot of it was just the fact that Liverpool didn't have a function in midfield to protect the back four. Um, but this season he's been the outstanding defender in the Premier League and there is, say, at Europe, and he looks like he, he was yeah. three, four years ago. Um, brilliant. I actually think... You could almost argue he looks a bit better than he did three mm. or four years ago because 
maybe has to do a bit more work and maybe doesn't he isn't quite as quick, so he's had to sort of change his game a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um Arajit, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that right, said so he won all his aerial duels yesterday. That's five games in a row. That's a that, lot that, of games in a row. That yeah. is a lot of games in a row. Unbelievable defender. I mean yeah. Liverpool have been blessed that in this period that they've had players who I mean, I've, the best in their position that, I, that I've ever seen. Van, Van Dijk, I'd, I'd say he's the best Liverpool centre-back that I've seen. Yeah. Mo Salah out on that right, you know, Alisson Becker. But um, it's all down to sensible recruitment and all that type of stuff. But they've also all had an element of luck of how good these players have, have turned out to be. And Van Dijk is just exceptional. He has been all season. He has been from day one, really, hasn't he? And... Um, I think he could go on to captain and some more. Andy Robertson, just a grown-up, just a, an absolute grown-up in that team. Brilliant. I mean, he's come back in, hasn't he, after the best part of four months out with that shoulder injury and he hasn't really taken too long to get back up to speed. So, yeah, I mean, what, what can you say of him? A, a, an uber-professional, can't you? And um, just on the right side of giving the opposition a little bit of needle that makes him a little bit yeah. disliked in, in certain parts. And there's, there's, you need that, though. You do, you, you need, need a little bit of that because, you know, I think the pull a little bit, of, you know, a bunch of choir boys at times, and and he's maybe a little bit of a contrast to that. But he was he was great yesterday. I second that. Yeah. I but would say he got a little bit tired in the second half, so yeah. Yeah, it's... it's just as well he went off. You could see he was a little bit somebody who hasn't played for quite some time. Yeah, but Toro and um, I mean, I think I said in the last pod, he's now the greatest Liverpool player of all time. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not budging on that. Just like I mean, I've said a few times just to see him like almost like hunched over at the end with with tiredness like but still sort of scrapping for every ball and and dominating a 200 million pound plus midfield on his own pretty much giving Liverpool the platform played through the pain barrier didn't he yeah. he's done his ankle in a tackle with, with Caicedo and yeah just played on. You didn't know anything about it until. Can I say though, Mr. Tackle? It's a... I don't know. Yeah. It's clumsy. Can I say though? Yeah. There was there was a period there in the first half where him and Kai Sado went up against each other and and they put him on his backside yeah. and it was it was a um, wonderful moment. He, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? You know, I, I certainly had reservations when he was coming in. I didn't know too much about him. Um, questioning what was going on at the time, but you know, I'll hold my hands up and say I've got that totally wrong. He's been superb last sort of about three months. Also great in the air against the big team like Chelsea, I think. Yes, he, do, he loves way. he loves the old header, doesn't he? I think um, once he got up to the intensity of, of the Premier League and English football, I think you always could see that he could play in terms of on the ball. Even when he was in his first like performances, you could see that he was trying to do all these passes. But mm. now he's doing them while he's in tune with his teammates and they're in tune with him and they know what to expect. And he's got that confidence from the managers to crack on and do what he needs to do, which is what he's doing. Quick aside, Mihaly, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Says, but when Sabozlai jumped on Klopp, we were looking at those pictures before, weren't we? Yeah. And it's, it's like it's five foot in the air despite being out injured. Yeah, yeah. 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 Him, and, him and Nunes charging around. Very, very, very good moment. Um, next one, um, Alexis McAllister. Um, God, that, that guy. Can he walk player. today? Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable player. What, what, what a sign he's been already for Liverpool coming in for... for... A relatively modest sum of thirty-five million release clause from Brighton. Um, played out of position all season. Gets on with it, neat and tidy. Keeps hold of the ball. You never worried that he's going to give it away. Recycles it so well, and just a quality footballer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, we're going to enjoy watching him for years at Liverpool. He's still only he's twenty-five now, I think. We're speaking on on Wednesday after the Luton game about he looks at his, his World Cup winners medal and you know it's his pride of place and all that type of stuff. 
and he, he spoke about he'll have his carabao <clears> well, he'll be taking that one in the, the winner's medal he's got one of these as well hasn't yeah, he yeah. yeah I hope so are you enjoying it by the way I've, it's alright yeah, it's good gone straight through yeah. my carabao <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know if, if anyone if they need a, a carabao ambassador maybe we can get this you know the blood red podcast sponsored, sponsored by, by carabao yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean maybe on the cans from a cast then yeah another yeah. another big step for him yeah massive massive yesterday I mean I, I, he's, he sort of relishes the fight as well now first I, mm-hmm. I thought McAllister was going to be sort of a really nice really nice on the ball and but, this is a player who's been in the Premier League yeah, for quite a few yeah. years now so he knows what to expect which is I mean, they bought two players with him didn't they didn't expect yeah. him to be a number six ended up being it for the best part of four or five months yeah. and now we're actually seeing the player they actually wanted to you know bring into the team so he's, he's reveled in it as well. Again, that's the importance of Endo. He's allowed yeah. McAllister to go on and play. And yeah, he was a little bit tired towards the end. There was a bit right near the end, wasn't it? Where he, he I think, I can't remember who it was down the Chelsea right, got past it. Yeah, and he just looked at him and went, oh. <laughs> yeah. he, just, like, he just gave up. He just yeah, he literally yeah. had nothing left. Yeah. Got subbed immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Grabenberch, keep it short on him. I mean... Well, it, he, again, he didn't make the best no, of starts. Unfortunately. He didn't have the time to turn it around. So let's move on to Harvey Elliott. You saw his old man a few times in the daytime. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's yeah. very proud, very, very proud today. Yes, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. Yeah, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He's just someone who's, who's really grown in, in seniority this, this year in, in this group. You know, still one of the youngest in there, but the fact that he's been a Liverpool player for five years now, just past 100, what is it, 101 appearances now for Liverpool? Yes. Yeah, um, Brilliant, yeah. Uh, still trying to find the position for him, I think. You know, he's, he's never going to play right wing every week. Probably on the right of that midfield three is where, where he, he might be best suited long term. But yeah, I really stood up, I thought, particularly in the second half when the younger players were coming on. And they're not much younger than him, you know, age-wise, maybe a year, 18 months. But in terms of his uh, experience level, he, he really got them through it and... Was unlucky with the chance, wasn't he? Some of them thought it was in. Yeah, um, I, th- I think body. he thought that was going in. No, the what? The what's it in? The header at the end. Oh, the header. I think he thought that was really it. Really unlucky. It was a really good header. I- I'll be honest. There was a time when I I doubted Harvey. Elliott you worried about bit. him? Um, and Harvey, I'm sorry. I don't doubt you anymore. I think um, again, just to talk maturity. The maturity of him and Bradley. I thought. Moving around position, like you said, you know it's difficult because he's not really ever found a, a permanent position. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was playing really, really well. Then he gets moved, and it, probably for a little spell, he drifts out of it, and then he gets back into it. And and you know the the the, the commitment, and he never hides. Always wants the ball. Yeah. Always always receives it well. Always always finds feet. that we talked before, and mm. he uses the ball so well. He doesn't give it away much. Um. Yeah, and, and he's very good in tight spaces as well. He is. He's just one of these players that, the, again, because he's only 20, I think. He's only 21 yeah. next month. We've, we've mentioned yeah. this before. Probably, that yeah. He's just only going to get better. And Klopp said he, was it the other day? Was it Klopp or someone said that he expects him to play like 300, 400, 500 games for Liverpool? And he's someone who, who could do. Yeah. the new manager, whoever it is that comes in, they're going to get a player there who has got the foundation of having all this experience of playing for such a good team over a, a, yeah. a number of years but also in the knowledge that well I, he can now be whatever he wants to be but yeah. apart from goalkeeper that'd be a bit weird yeah, be a bit weird um, Cody Gakpo who wants to say Cody Gakpo I thought he, <laughs> he he drifted in and out of the game yeah. I was I was ready for him to step up and say 
you know, all these lads are injured, but I'm still here and I'm going to make the difference. But he never quite panned out for him, did it really? And then when he when he come off for the hands, I, I was a bit surprised. I thought Klopp yeah. might have just ran him into the ground in the hope that maybe he gets a chance and, and sticks it away. But um, yeah, it wasn't as as great as day, but you you can't be too critical after you know what happened. So um, yeah, just. Yeah, the great. What, what, what did you give him? I gave him a six. I gave him a six. Yeah. He got a six. six. Yeah. He hit the post. He did hit the post. Decent header as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's just one of these ones where, but he probably took an awful lot of pressure off a lot of the other players because he was distracting the centre backs and you know giving the the Chelsea players something to think about, which is why Diaz always ended up going one on one with I've forgotten he played the right back. Dzazzi. Yeah, him. Dzazzi. Yeah. Was on Gusto. No, Gusto's right. Gusto. Dzazzi was on the yeah, right. Yeah, Gusto. Yeah. Gusto's a weird player. Thought. Gustav and Albert Dock's better. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> that is absolutely pathetic. That's not pathetic. It is pathetic. Why do you think? Do you think he's better? No, Gustav's really good. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, me get a free uh, meal, please. Thank. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I'm struggling to get um, free Carabao, so never mind free meals. Uh, Luis Diaz, I, I thought again, kind of in the McAllister bracket of yeah, you, you want? I wanted this isn't. Plenty of McAllister, sorry, the, the second bit does, but first bit, one, one bit more in product from Luis Diaz sometimes. But my God, I mean, he worked incredibly hard. He's always an outlet. And I, I just don't think Liverpool could have carried out the game plan like yeah. they did without yeah. him because he just, there's a reason why Klopp picks him every game, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you're looking around and, and you're looking for people to really stand up on you and be counted in, in the final. Certainly extra time and, and he just didn't stop running. He, he was a constant menace and a threat for them and outlets for Liverpool at times down the left side um, yeah I thought he was really good you know we ran himself into the ground and it'd be no surprise if if, if you, you hear something on, on that front just because of how hard he worked but yeah really good I think I might have given him an 8 if I was on rating shoes it was funny watching him walk out of Wembley actually um, it was like he was just having a Sunday stroll and he hadn't played 120 minutes. He walked out, <laughs> winner's medal around his neck, just eating an apple, cool as you like, got on the team bus and got off. It was just so so cool. But yeah, I thought, thought he was one of Liverpool's best on the day. He had to play anyway because his dad had got a ticket and he was watching. Yeah, did he have his gloves on? I didn't see him, though. Yeah. I did see that he was doing. He was drinking daiquiris on the way home, wasn't he? On the train, <laughs> which is great. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let you take the next one because I want you to take Bobby Clarks or Joe Gomez. Yeah, I mean, I think I said on Friday that you can make a case for Joe Gomez being Liverpool's player of the season, and I still wouldn't pick yeah. him for the for the starting eleven for the um, for the cup final. Thought he was he was really good when when he come on. Um, you know what you're getting now to Gomez. He's he's got that rhythm that we spoke about earlier on, and the momentum where yeah. he's in form. He knows what he's doing, whether he's playing left back, centre back, or right back. Um, and he's been absolutely superb. I was worried last summer. I thought. Maybe this is the time where you know Liverpool have passed them by a little bit, and it might yeah. be time to to maybe drop down a little bit further in the Premier League, and and you can play every week as a centre back. Yeah. But he's been excellent, certainly since he got put in into the uh, the left back position when Simakas got yeah. injured against yeah. Arsenal. That was mid December, and you know he, he filled that role superbly. Just the ultimate utility man, isn't he? And, and we had the chance to, to speak to him after the game, and he, he was so. Um, proud of what the fans did he said the yeah. fans really got them through it and they're very appreciative of what the fans did on the day and um, these types of games that the fact that they can win it all comes from the manager and his um, handling of, of his man management essentially to get these young players through it and yeah he's been a, been a top player this season I thought he struggled when he first came on 
because obviously yeah. he was thrown into yeah. it, wasn't expecting yeah. it. I thought there was bits in the second half where he was had a bit of a struggle, but I thought in extra time he was excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anything else on Joey Goey no. before? Joey Goey? No, that's Joey catching Goey, on. Yeah. yeah. I let you um I let you take away with Bobby Clark since you've been banging the Bobby Clark drum. I have. Well anybody who's well. seen him play would, yeah. would do exactly the same thing. I think what what I quite like about him in the nicest way is that he just doesn't care. By which I mean yeah. is that he just walked on there and he, he may as well have been anywhere that he was playing. He just wasn't fussed about it, which meant that he was just knocking players over. He was just like going and making tackles. He was doing these passes. He was, I think it helped that a lot of the youngsters came on. I mean, he came on, he came on earlier, but I think it helped that for the most part of that, you know, in all extra time, and for the most part, the clerk was on. There was a lot of other youngsters on there, so they can't. It wasn't just like one band by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There was a several of them there, so they were thinking, "Great, right?" So they could have build. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they could they could build the kind of like they weren't stepping into something that's completely unknown. And I'll go back to what we were saying before about the fact they've been training with them for months and months. Yeah. And in Bobby yeah. Clark's case, he was play. It was. He made his debut about eight, 14, 15, 16 months ago now, didn't he? And he would have played a lot more in the first half of this season if it hadn't, he hadn't picked up the injury. And I think people are seeing that now yeah. because Klopp's played him, as mentioned before, in the FA Cup, bring him on at Arsenal. He's, he played, what was it, 45 minutes roundabout uh, against Chelsea in, that, in the final yesterday. I just think you look at some of the other former professionals and they'll have watched that game and gone, he's good. Irrespective of the fact that his dad obviously used to play for Newcastle and Sunderland, they got England cap as well, didn't he? So he's he's of good stock. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's going to be this time next year. He'll have played quite a lot of games for Liverpool, I reckon. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You mentioned about his kind of audacity, and as you know, he wasn't overawed by the um, occasion. There was a there was a period there, and might have been in the in the extra time where the ball comes to him and, it, and he drops the shoulder and, and tries to turn away from Caicedo and didn't come off. Caicedo got back and got, and got a good tackle in, but the fact that he was willing to try it against a, a midfielder who's cost whatever he cost, British transfer record, and he, he wasn't bothered, he wasn't fussed. Well, that's the thing is that one thing. Finally, he'll give it a go anyway, and what, didn't quite come off. But once the players get, I think people sometimes forget. Once the players out on the pitch start looking at each other and going, they haven't got the price tag on the back of those yeah, shirts, have yeah. they? It's just, oh, that's my opponent. So that's it's the person I'm dueling you with. Know yeah, you're up exactly. Him. Yeah, and I think. He's reminds me of Gerard. I hate to say this. I'm going to drop drop no, the Gerard bomb. Can we clip this? Yeah, yeah, He reminds me of Stephen Gerard in the sense that, as I said before, he just it doesn't matter to him once he's out on the pitch. You know, whatever he's been thinking before, and he might have been nervous. And why wouldn't you be nervous if you're getting thrown onto a final and you're only only eighteen, nineteen? Excuse you, bless you, even. Thank you. Yeah. Again. You see, you've ruined this clip now. Oh, no. I'm going to use this now. Save you. Save you. Throw some pepper on the air or something like that to save Anyway, so yeah, so he reminds me of Gerard in that respect that he just reputations he was not bothered about. He just knew what he can do, and he wanted the chance to show it, and he was desperate to show it, and he did show it, and that's why he's going to be playing quite a lot next season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Costas, Cost, thank you, Costas Simicas. Um, I thought Costas Simicas was was brilliant when he came on. I think he yeah he kept Chelsea pinned in. He kept intercepting balls. He kept winning headers, and obviously swung in the um, the corner for the winner. Um, but just at all in all, was just like. I felt like he was a massive unit. I don't ever thought he was like a big, strong player, but it, I don't know. He seemed to dominate Chelsea. I thought. Yeah, when Motherwake he came on, I was a bit worried because yeah. I thought yeah. Liverpool are tiring, and, and yeah. this is a young, tricky winger who's, who's actually been decent whenever I've seen him. But Simakas didn't really give him an inch, and, and there was one where 
he tries to take him on. Simakas slides in, wins the wins the ball, and wins a goal kick from it. And it was just a, a really good bit of defending that eased the pressure on Liverpool. And then of course he swings in the um, the corner that wins them the game. He he loves it that end, doesn't he? At Wembley, that was where he scored the the penalty that won them the FA Cup. Um, but I think Liverpool were, were fortunate in that. They didn't have a lot on the bench, but the players who who they did have that were able to come on were just really solid, dependable squad members, weren't they? The likes of Gomez and, and Simakas and, and now Kwanzaa to an extent. You know, you don't really blink twice when he's in the team and that really helped get Liverpool through from a defensive perspective in the in the final sort of well, certainly extra time and maybe the last fifteen. He loves the big games, does Costas. Loves yeah. the big games. Yeah. So he he's a, he's a big game player. Yeah. Two more before we start. Thinking about wrapping this up, James McConnell. <laughs> Honestly, when he walked past me, I, I couldn't believe how young he, he looks in the face. I was, I said to him with Neil Jones, I said he looks like he should be in the under fourteens. Never mind playing with a league cup final. Let's say, um, thought he was really good. He was good against Norwich, wasn't he, in the FA Cup? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you got a little bit of a glimpse to see what he was. He was all about there in terms of snapping into tackles, but good on the ball as well. He played the nice ball out to Elliot in the. I get mixed up with all the extra times now, but it was out out to the right flank with a nice ball with his left foot, I think, and he took his yellow card really well. Yeah, I, I thought that. I don't that... think too many in the Liverpool squad would, would do that. Yeah, Bobby Clark did at Arsenal. Yeah, and Cole Palmer got away from him, didn't he? He thought, nah, you're, you're coming back. Yellow card, take that all day. You can tell he's been a leader at youth level. Mm. That makes sense. You know, mm. I, you think. Come from Sunderland, did he? Yeah. yeah. It was it was clever, that, wasn't it? You know, he knew that they would got the wrong side of him, and, and I think players in that position. Should get a lot of and, cards. and of course, anybody who's seen him play quite a lot will know that where he was playing against Chelsea when he came on as the, one of the number eights, that's his actual position. Yeah, yeah. He's He's been playing when he's been playing for the first team and he's had minutes he, as defensive midfielder because he was thrown into that, wasn't he, in the summer when there was literally yeah. nobody there because everybody had left. So he'd have enjoyed that because he'd have gone like, this is actually what I can do. And you saw, I think, was there some, some stat that... You, it, on the time he was on the pitch, nobody made more key passes and all that kind of stuff. There was there was a, a lengthy yeah, list that yeah. I've completely there's a, forgotten. There's a, there's a great list I, I, that you've also lost. I, I did have it open before. I've still got it open. Yeah, I've got yeah, still open. So, ranks amongst the substitutes versus Chelsea is from Sky Sports. Passes first, 34. Final third, passes first, 15. Passing accuracy, seven, uh, second, 87%. And touches second, 47. I mean, I think it speaks as well to the domination Liverpool had in, yeah. that, in that. Well, he was part of it. Yeah, he was part of it. The reason that they did dominate it because there was him and there was Bobby Clark, yeah. and we'll get on to who's the next person. The final person is Jaden Dunn. Yes, we get, and because he, they were weirdly, te- they looked absolutely terrified of him every time the ball went anywhere near him because yeah. he's one of these players who, what you want as a striker, he just loves, he knows where the goal is. He just absolutely loves having shots. Why are yeah, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. He's big, he's strong. He had a shot almost 30 seconds after coming on. Yeah, and yeah. He, but he made that himself. Yeah. Because he'd come from there. People thought he was offside. He'd come with that position, yeah. gets the ball, turns, shimmies inside, ships yeah. it onto his right foot as a shot. Yeah. Even the header that he had with the keeper saved, he didn't really have much right to actually get to that, did mm. he? But he got there because he, he just, you know, we mentioned about Jota quite a few times in the in the podcast now, which he loves scoring. And I think Downs is exactly the same. If you're a striker, that's the one thing you want more than anything else. Well, along, along with the sense of direction and skill to play football. <laughs> <laughs> right, well... um, well, very quickly, because a few people are asking about injuries, and, and we did say that we would look at who's going to get play against Southampton. I mean, I'm very much up for putting the under-9s out and let them have a go. Yeah, yeah. Well, how can you do that in the uh, best, in the world, cup, best, cup, best uh, domestic cup? Think, think it's, not, it's not so much 
like playing a, a, a weakened side. Is it? It's playing the best side available <laughs> at the moment. And um, and with Liverpool at the moment, I just feel confident that whoever they put out, they will stand a good chance. But who do you think will end up being? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if Liverpool had. Even if they only had half the injury crisis, you can make a case for them going for it. But I just think there's too much at stake in the league for them to to risk any more issues. You know, certainly with Gravenberg and I know who was going to be injuries number twelve and thirteen, aren't he? Um, so, I mean, do you think Adrian will play in goal? I mean, I think Joe wants him in goal, don't you? Yes, yeah, no, I think Keller has staying in goal. Keller has staying in goal. I, I just don't think. Keller has stayed in goal because it's not like a, an outfield player, is it? No, of course it's, it's not. not like an outfield player. I don't Keller know the way Liverpool's luck is at the moment. The well, then, the that's the whole point. point. He could get injured in training. Well, he, so so he could get injured in training. So why, I mean... I've got no Adrian, though. Adrian put did a really, really nice post, didn't he, on social media yeah. today where he explained why this was such a great yeah, yeah, victory yeah. for Liverpool. And he's an important part of the squad. I know that some fans don't understand that because it's not just about the players who play. As we've seen from the past couple of weeks, it's also about the players who aren't playing. And um, I think Adrian's one of them and he's still going to remain one of them. He's not playing. So he's not playing. Okay, so um, I mean, we're not really going to go and pick a team, are we? Yeah, so, just pick so... a team, yeah. <clears throat> pick a team, then. Well, we've, we've talked about this on the way. The back four will be right back with Bradley. Because yeah. I think he he didn't play the full didn't play the full ninety, let alone one hundred and twenty. Yeah, Quanta, Gomez will play at centre back, yeah. and left back will be Simon Castor. There's the back four. They'd be quite happy with that. Is Isaac Mabey a fit? Don't think he's any. I don't think so. No, well, I'd I'd, I'd have stuck him at right back if, if he was. Um, yeah, I, I guess that'll have to be the, the back four, won't it? All right, Doyle, you're leading this charge, so pick the midfield. Well, McConnell will play at the defensive Connell, midfielder. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Clark, Clark will definitely play. And now I actually think Sabosla will be back, and I'll play him. He's got to come back at some point. He's got to come back at some point. And he was, um, and he was talking, wasn't he? Saying like, "Oh, you know, the kind of." The, the, yeah. And he's, if he's celebrating like that, he can't be far off being available. <laughs> so yeah, get him in the team. True, true. Front, front three. Then I mean, any qualms with that midfield, Gorsty? Or... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play so much. Like, oh. um, trying to think of, of anyone who, who can play in his place. That's the problem. I'll take the boots down to Anfield if I have to yeah. play. play no, no. Isn't that being disrespectful though yeah. to the other players? <clears throat> what, what other players? But listen, my point is just disrespectful. Yeah, but, but, you know, you can't, why would you not play Savosla if he's fit? Because he doesn't want to get it. I just think it's too much at stake. It's an very good game. It's a trophy. They've just loved that. I know Liverpool on top of the Premier League at the moment, and it's, it's, it's opened up, hasn't it? They, have, yeah. they can't afford any more injuries. They just can't. They've, they've got, got more chance of winning the FA Cup than they have the Premier League. They've got more chance. Yeah, but... The, I mean, but what, what would you rather win, though? What would you rather win, yeah? Both of them. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I mean, I, 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 for one side, my you're optimism, but I can't help you. You're just playing devil's advocate. I'm yeah. not. I genuinely would play Sebastian. Well, um, up front, Kakpo again. This, this, this is where it gets a bit, yeah. bit, bit, bit funky, shall we you say? You can't play Diaz. You can't play Diaz, but you can't. You, you can't play all three of them. I think you're playing Gakpo. He's definitely playing. Gakpo definitely plays. Would you play Jaden Dance? Yeah. Yeah, oh, wouldn't absolutely. wouldn't have any hesitation. Yeah. I play unless Sekone Dolce. If he's the only fit. thing he might do is he might Jake say Gordon. he might say to Harvey Elliott, "You play forty-five. He's done this in the mm. FA Cup previously. They, they played certain months. I said in the Europa League this season. There may be a number of players who just play forty-five, and that's it. Or they do a swap because they don't want to, you know, get too many minutes under the belt." Especially as this could go to extra time penalties as well if it's a draw. I think people are forgetting that. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Would you just maybe it's one all with yeah. like one minute to go, just run on and just put it at the nearest goal? Just file a ball. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean they do have options. 
Uh, as, as I said, Lewis I think again, but Kay Gordon wasn't on the yeah. bench, and he's the one who's got a bit of experience. Mm, yeah. So whether or not he could come in and play on the right, really, he'd have played lower, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 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 So you've got. I reckon he might play Kay Gordon. Well, okay, let's put it this way: I'd play Kay Gordon. You'd play Gagpo, and then ooh, don't know, tough one. Diaz, would he fancy it again? If he's, if but then you do actually. He's one. Again, it depends on how how close are Nunes and Salah. Because we don't know that. Yeah. And if they're close enough to play on Saturday, then you do play Diaz. Because then you know he's not going to be playing on Saturday. True. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Um, we didn't really pick the team there, did we? Well, we've kind of picked the team of sorts. Um, before we go, very quickly, moments moments of yesterday. Can't have dead space moments of yesterday. <clears throat> You're not drinking. You're drinking Carabao. Kenny Daglish having a, uh, an embrace with uh, Mrs. Jürgen Klopp. You know, they're both close... Off the you know off the field, both good friends. <laughs> are they playing? Are they playing well tonight? <laughs> the bag leashes and the claps have become really close, haven't they, John? The, the nine years on my side, and, and just seeing them kind of catch each other's eye and then yeah. have a nice little embrace—that was a big moment. And obviously, that was preceded by Klopp and Dalglish, wasn't it? In the tunnel, that, that was a that was a nice moment. Yeah, New is, is, is getting a lot of um, getting some love on the comments. Um, moment for me was the LA LA LA. Mm. Um, extra time bit which just kind of like summed up the two clubs summed up the attitude summed up everything about the game and I just thought it was just incredible and I think, really, I think, really good moments I think my favourite moments might be that clip you know the clip that's knocking around with the fan whose who's video and it when the goal goes in and they put the Rocky music to it that, oh yeah, yeah. but the actual bit in that and I mentioned this to you before is where when the ball goes in the net Klopp's actually stood in the technical area with Pochettino's yeah. one side and he goes off camera and Klopp's just stood there with his arms out by himself and he's just like this yeah, and it's like yeah. a mixture of Hooray, we scored, and yeah. I cannot believe we've just scored. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, one of these, yeah. like, he just, like, you could tell, he just couldn't believe it, mm. but was also really, really happy with it. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he went off and did the old, you know, putting his ear, yeah. his hand to his ear. I get that right? And yeah. the fist bumps to his players. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah, that was rather, good. Rather I enjoyed fans, that. That, that yeah. was pointed, wasn't it? That they, Unless he was deserved. offering to knock them all out. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely. <laughs> so they couldn't get against Southampton. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there was just some incredible moments, really. We've done loads and loads of them on the website, so... Yeah, fill your boots. But I think I think our producer's flagging a little bit, so we should wrap this up. Yeah, we should. Um, before we go, we um, we do have a standalone. We've done forty pages of um, they get this guy's these guys' best content. Actually, I've got a piece in there as well. Have you? Nice. Yeah, have, so, um, yeah. To be forty pages. Forty-first page. Yeah, it's you've got a big double page. Yeah. it's just on that. Yeah. What's your favourite Carabao? <laughs> have a look at our website. We'll go on Reach Sports Shop. Um, just search Reach Sports Shop, and have a little look for the Carabao Cup um, souvenir edition. Um, it's available worldwide, and and um, you can pre-order it now. So please do. Please give us a like. Please give us a subscribe. Please press um, the bell. Press the bell. Press yeah, the bell. Press the bell. Um, and. Um, yeah, stand by for us to come back on Friday to talk Southampton and the, the, the other cup competition that some people care about and uh, look ahead to the Nottingham Forest game, which is getting bigger and bigger um, all the time. See you then. Ta-ra. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.